You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 193. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Oh, we're on. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome to The uh, Local Maximum. Uh, you've reached another local maximum. Welcome to the show. Uh, something is a little different today, wouldn't you say? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It, it feels like we're in a whole new studio. Something hit me with a ton of bricks. I can't tell what it is. But uh, <laughs> sorry, that was so cheesy. I, I didn't uh, know we were doing puns. I didn't come prepared. Yeah. <laughs> well, you came prepared. Look, first of all, I'll tell you what's different. No laptops today. That's we're, pretty impressive. We're, we're going analog? I am going completely laptopless. We are going to just talk and figure out where this goes. So, okay, big announcement for today, which is, um, well, it, it's it's not as big. I've made the same exact announcement before, so it feels like it's not as big as it was last time. Are, but are you the the software engineer who cried wolf? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But um, okay, so uh, I uh, Friday was my last day at Foursquare. Uh, it was, you know, I, I've been thinking about leaving for a long time, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I finally pulled the trigger, and now this is the first time I've left a job without having another full-time job. So I am currently not unemployed, because I think unemployed means you're actually looking for another job. I'm just like, I don't know what I am. I'm not retired. I'm still going to work. Uh, but <laughs> taking a little break, is it another sabbatical like I've done in the past? Uh, I don't know. Taking some time to figure things out, which um, could be good for this podcast, uh, could be good for um, uh, um, a number of things. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, again, so uh, I think I just asked you to come up with a bunch of questions for me like we've done in the past because uh, – Back early on in the local maximum, there were two episodes. One was episode fifty-two, where I actually left Foursquare the first time, and we talked about why I'm leaving. And so, because at the beginning, when we started this podcast four years ago, it it was a lot of Foursquare stuff. Like I was talking about what I was doing at that company uh, quite a bit. It was sort of an extension of a lot of my uh, tech talks, I would say. Yeah, and. Then there's episode 32, which was before that, which when I was taking six weeks of unpaid leave from Foursquare, because I was already starting to have enough, but also wanted to work on some outside projects. And that episode was entitled Woohoo No Work, which apparently a lot of people search Woohoo No Work on Google. I don't know why. I don't think they're looking for the episode, but uh, some of them find their way. Some of them find their way into it. So. Uh, with that, I think I'm just going to hand it over to you, unless you have any more questions. Yeah, let's, and, uh, let's dive right in. Unless so, you have any questions before you get to the questions. So first of all, uh, it's it's hard to believe that that your previous departure from Foursquare was uh, 140-something episodes ago. Is that is that right? Because this is 193? Yes. So that's correct. That's, that's a lot of episodes. A lot, a lot of content between uh, here and there. We did do two two part episodes, which were uh, on the same week, but I don't think that makes a big difference. <laughs> so, I, I guess to, to to get some basic facts out of the way first. Yeah. Um, how long were you at Foursquare? So, if you count from when I started, so I, I, I was. This, 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 yeah, this is a two part. Because break it down by total yeah. t- total tenure, and then how long in your your since you returned uh right so i started the ten- in tenure of the local in, in like on may 30th i think uh 2011 it was like 
I started on one day and then I immediately had to go to jury duty and then I immediately had to go to um, the uh, Yale reunion. Remember when we used to do those? Uh, the 15-year reunion was canceled. But uh, so that was May 2011. So it's been 10 years plus, 10 years plus maybe uh, f- uh, five months, four yeah. months. Uh, so yeah, pretty much four months. Um, and with there was a six-month break in between from in from February 2019 to I came back in July 2019. So 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 even even with that uh, that that break taken out, it's it's very very close to ten years of time. So yes, a, a, a yeah. decade on the Foursquare team. And, yeah, and, pretty much, and more than that if you if you're counting start to finish. Yep. Um, so. Be, be, before I before I get to a gotcha question on this, um, oh, we, oh wait, you, there's going to be gotcha questions. Okay, <laughs> yeah. this prepares me for the um, the fake news media. So, all right, yeah, the, these, the, you have not been given an opportunity to review these. Your PR staff has not crafted answers for you. Uh, we're doing this on the fly here. Um, this is one thing that we did just briefly so you know. Talk about. He's trying to he, he's trying to paint a. a inappropriate picture he's trying to paint give you the wrong idea don't listen to him okay go ahead so uh in in preparation i did re-listen to those those two episodes to to get a feel for for what we talked about the last time we were on this merry-go-round and and one of the things you did bring up was uh your theory of of two and a half year cycles yeah. uh, and and how big events in in your career and your life seem to be uh moving along to that rhythm uh you know it's it's a uh, a miniaturized version of of uh Strauss and Howe, perhaps it uh, is. It is. So, so how does? Well, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll, re- we'll refer to that episode. I have a personal, <laughs> personal crisis and reawakening. Personal Strauss and Howe. G- given that that we just established, it's it's been roughly a ten year period. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like it might very well fit into that two and a half year cycle uh, pattern. Yes. And and would would you say that your your latest stint at Foursquare, which which has just come to an end, uh, has has fit that rhythm and and if so uh, what what kind of turning would you have struck uh, described it as okay so um well first of all even though i have these two and a half year patterns i i looked at the cycle it's not like they're four force it, it doesn't have the four turning cycle that they have they're all very different uh but first of all so it's a two and a half year pattern so sometimes it ends sometimes it ends and starts at the beginning of the year like in new years and sometimes right in the middle of the year and it was scheduled to happen in the middle of the year. I didn't plan anything in particular. I didn't like plan to leave or something. But uh, Dennis Crowley resigned from Foursquare on July first. Former CEO. Yeah, and, he's and been head on the show. The Foursquare Labs. Yep. Yeah, he's been on the show before, Frequent and that was guest. the reason. Why, that was the reason why I returned. We should probably re- refer to that episode as well, although I didn't review it. He left on July first, so I would say that. Uh, that external variable happened, I'd say July 1st is about the middle of the year, wouldn't you say? It's, it's pretty on the nose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes, and it's amazing how these things happen almost like clockwork. Now, every two and a half year period has a theme, and this one, I, I, I don't necessarily want to get into all of it. We can get into some of it, but I mean, you know, I can't, some of them, the, the theme is like, productivity some of it is innovation some of it is excitement I, I feel like this one has just been for me personally just just crisis um well and, and to be fair uh the entire COVID-19 pandemic uh, f- 
falls squarely within that period. Right, right. But so, it's, so that it's was not just Foursquare Crisis. No, no, no. But I, I know it's not just me. But I think I mean even even in even in 2019, it was just um, crisis after crisis, and a lot of the things that I wanted to get to in this period, I I didn't get to, and. I don't know, maybe I've grown in other ways. I feel like keeping the podcast alive has been a pretty significant um, undertaking. I feel like the last one that I would have considered kind of crisis-like, although it was different, was the period um, from, say, uh, uh, mid-2006 to uh, the beginning of 2009. Um, And even though... It was really rough to go through. That kind of set up a lot of the um, a lot of the the life and the career moves I made after that. So hopefully, a lot of the things that happened uh, in the last two and a half years could set up a few things for me in terms of projects and stuff. And yeah, a few things happened that look like you know are really good jumping off points for the future. But I've got to tell you, it's been a rough two and a half years. There were a few high points that maybe we can go into. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of rough stuff too. And so uh, I, I look back, there are a lot of things I wanted to get done that I didn't. And maybe now is the time to kind of turn around and, and do that. And now maybe I have the opportunity to do that. So we could, I'll let you we'll, we'll hit on some of that, okay, I'm good. sure. Um, so one of the things that was mentioned, I think it was in episode 52, um, the, the, the last time that you departed from Foursquare, um, yeah. was you talked about the, the kind of awkward experience um, of, of writing a, uh, a, a goodbye email to the company. Right. Um, I, and, I quoted it. And, and how has that played into, uh, into your, your departure this time? This time I... I didn't write a goodbye email um, because, first of all, I haven't seen anyone. I've seen maybe three or four people in person over the last 18 months. They completely shut down the office in the middle of March and um, about halfway through my turning, I think. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think pretty much. Uh, so uh, that that, um, that was pretty uh, – like. I don't feel connected to anyone there anymore. There are still a few people there that that I I know, but not very many. And I've either reached out to them or they've reached out to me. But it just seems like when I rejoined, I was really rejoining to work with um, Dennis Crowley on the uh, on the labs uh, on 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 building kind of prototypes, new products, Marsbot Audio, which was one of them. But. Um, Oh, I shouldn't have had these uh, sparkling water before. That's okay. Um, so I, I think that um, I, I think that I, I kind of felt like I wasn't even really working at Foursquare for the last two and a half years. I was technically an employee there, but I wasn't really connected in with the organization. I was really trying to focus on this one uh, sub team, which was a little bit separated out from the engineering team. And um, honestly, I've evolved a lot on you know i i, I know i've had uh, i've done a lot of uh, early on i did podcasts uh, episodes on engineering management and i just was never able to get into it i was never able to crack into engineering management so my solution kind of was to just secede from the whole damn thing and just kind of uh <laughs> work with the uh work with the founder on uh on on kind of 
startup ideas, basically. Yeah, which which um, sounds like it was was a, a great solution until it, it stopped being one. Well, P- primarily with you it, know the the. Uh, I, I don't know. Does does Labs technically still exist? No, uh, they were going to shut it it's down. Been completely dissolved, whether whether explicitly or just by the nature yeah. of the key people leaving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't have made a difference if I stayed. So yes, uh, and it kind of makes sense because it really would not have worked. I mean, I I left Foursquare initially because it was like kind of frustrating working with the management on figuring out like your team back in 2019 yeah yeah yeah. and it hasn't gotten better so you know it's it's not like the the only reason is okay well if you're working with like the founder and the chairman of the board then it's like okay uh we'll make sure nobody bothers us but uh (laughs) now it's just gonna be um back to the same back to the same old thing and by the way, I have a lot of good things to say about Foursquare. I got the Foursquare pen right here. For those of you who are watching video, I've got this T-shirt here. This is the newest T-shirt I've got. It's Foursquare Hack Day, fourth quarter, twenty twenty-one. I don't remember that happening, but I did get the shirt. So no, no, it's it's Q three, Q three. So I don't see how you have a Hack Day when people aren't with each other. Right, it's Q three. So it should have. It probably happened a couple months ago. I was oblivious, um, <laughs> which is kind of sad. I mean, yeah. But uh, we we used to get some cool things done in those hack days. Uh, but um, yeah, the, the, work the from whole home. virtual versus in person collaboration thing. That I I'm sure we could have some some interesting discussions on that and maybe some some interesting yeah. guests. But I am not good at this new world. I <laughs> I'm not good at this. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge for I think for everyone. Yeah. And but but there are certainly those who've, who've found better ways to thrive in it than others. Yeah. For sure. So sh- shifting gears a little bit, and, and and I think we'll come back to some of that that's that stuff uh, later on. But uh, what what do you foresee as as uh, potential changes for the local maximum uh, coming into this new stage? I, I know the last time um, I I think it was actually on the sabbatical um, yes. that, that the the major change was the creation of the website, which okay. uh, is is an extensive trove now. And I think when you uh, when when you left Foursquare, there was also some some significant upgrades that happened during that period to the website as well. Right. Um, but but any any local maximum specific plans for changes, additions, uh, you know, be, any anything, any any way that uh, listeners and viewers should expect things to be be different in the in the near future here. Right. So on the sabbatical, I promised the uh, local maximum website and. Boy, did I deliver, <laughs> if I may say so myself. Uh, so now I don't know what, what to promise, but I definitely want to increase the amount of content. Now, what I don't want to do, so now we've done shows that have been multiple times a week. I mean, that's a possibility. That's kind of not where I want to go. I don't want to be like, okay, let's just do more shows um, because uh, I, I feel like it would kind of, there's a certain purpose to this show, which is sort of a forum for, um, a, a forum to speak, basically. It's not really, um, it's not really for a finished product. It's you know, like we're talking right now. It's we're we're talking a little bit off the cuff. I mean, sometimes we do a little bit of research, and I bring on guests, but it's basically a forum to talk about what we're thinking about. And so, I'm actually thinking of just expanding the amount of content that I'm putting out there, and I'll announce it on the local maximum. But one idea I had is to. Um, put out, uh, you know, uh, lectures like public lectures on mostly math and computer science. And hey, we have this recording studio here. I could use this recording studio. I kind of admire people who do that. I admire people who put out math lectures. I've had, 
Henry Abramson on the program who does those um, Jewish history lectures. I just feel like it's a, it's a good thing to do. People use them. And I have a lot to say. And uh, I have a lot of things to teach. So, and I have a whiteboard right here. So uh, I think uh, maybe I'll, I'll do some of that. Um, and then, of course, I could expand the website with more uh, with more um, experimental stuff. Now there was some stuff on the sabbatical that I didn't get to, I, or I, I, I have did. a question about that. Okay. So hold that thought. <laughs> I did get to those, but, um, w- what I might do, my kind of dream goal, like kind of my dream job is to have sort of, to sort of, you know, work on some of these tech projects that, that I've been talking about and, uh, and we'll, which we'll get to in a minute and then kind of use consulting, projects to further those. So I'll only take consulting projects that either I'm interested in or that, that further the kind of, um, further the kind of personal research work that I'm doing. Now, this research work, I could either just do it personally here. Um, and again, I hate working alone, so I'll probably like go over to your house and like make sure I, have, I know I'm already bothering you with it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, there's also the possibility of going into academia, but I don't know if that's the right idea. Maybe the uh, the pure just work on your own, or possibly hire someone if you if you have enough like uh, consulting gigs, whether it's machine learning or distributed systems or something else, and then sort of you know put it all together. Every project furthers the research and vice versa. And so maybe after a bit, it's kind of really nice. But one of the one of the things I realized, especially with Foursquare, like you really want to own your own stuff after a certain point. Like with Foursquare, people ask me for help on, you know, the venue database or what their user is doing or, you know, how do I, like uh, the other day somebody wanted to know uh, they were locked out of swarm, swarm because it thought they were spam. Can can you fix it? Yes, I can fix it, but now I can't. Uh, but it's just like, you know, I don't really have control over that anymore. And so I either want to have, you know, my own systems and my own, data stores that I have control over, or um, build out some of these distributed systems, you know, blockchains, whatever, whatnot, and we can get into that, that are kind of um, permanent communities. And those are very difficult to set up because you never really know if it's actually going to be permanent. But like um, something that is um, less dependent on, you know, a single company changing priorities. Hmm. So, so the short version so, is so build long term stuff. Yeah. So the the short version is don't expect uh, the local maximum daily uh, to be uh, a new feature, um, but no. but there's there's high potential for some some new types of content, uh, whether that's going to be showing up on the website or or in the locals. Uh, go to maximum.locals.com. Yes. Uh, and and that that I imagine that would probably be the uh, the place where information about new developments would would drop first. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or. or uh, also taking suggestions on new development on the right. locals. Yeah, because uh, yeah. if if you are a member of the local there, it, it is a two-way conversation. Yeah. I'm also thinking maybe I'll try to get more guests and try to get more local people who can actually come into this studio uh, and, uh, you know, and, and talk and sit in that seat that you're sitting in now. I was going to say, uh, well, I, I was about to ask, when was the last time you had a, a in-person recording with a guest other than myself? But I, I know you've gone to a couple of guests not that long ago to record, you know, in, well, in their living rooms. Right. So I, I went to Gene Epstein and I had Jeremy Kaufman in here. So these are going to be a lot of, <laughs> a, a lot of like political, 
uh, liberty-oriented guests, probably. I'm, I'll try to get some computer science uh, or, or tech. Uh, well, I mean, you know, obviously, Jeremy Kaufman is uh, very much in the tech industry, one of the, the most interesting uh, pieces of it that's going on today. But, you know, and so that's actually a good kind of intersection. But I think, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll try to get more kind of... Um, I'll try to get a more eclectic group in here. I don't know if I can. Who's you know? Are there people willing to travel up from Boston uh, who are affiliated with one of the universities down there? I don't know. Uh, people don't like to go that far. Maybe they don't like to schlep to New Hampshire. Uh, but we'll find out though because I haven't. The the thing that I used to be in a really great groove of like sending out emails and getting guests, and I've kind of slowed down on that a little bit as we've gone through a bunch of transitions, which is fine. Uh, we've kept the show going just fine, but maybe uh, start getting those guests in a little bit. Well, yeah, and, and maybe and you could come in here too, and, and we'll like, you know, do a, I don't know how if you fit three people in here. Well, we, it might be possible. We, uh, it, 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 is, it is a four-sided table. So, so <laughs> four-sided we table. can at least fit a third person. Well, okay. In. It might be a little awkward <laughs> with the uh, two cameras, but yeah, I mean, um, we've, we've recorded uh, three, three or, or more, more person recordings at the, uh, at the tech retreats before. Oh, sure. Um, but, sure. but, the, that's that's kind of the exception at this point. And this Zoom has four sections. Yeah, so, so we're, 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 we're teched up to handle it. But, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what the future holds That might there. be cool. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that uh, there's, in, in this brave new world uh, with people having been more or less uh, sequestered for the last 18 months, people are going to be, on the one hand, much more hesitant to well, venture out. Well, but on I the mean, other hand, they might be desperate to go do something. Right, so, right. I mean, you, you know, sequestered is like, you know, here in New Hampshire... We haven't been sequestered, but basically I have because my office is in New York and it's, um, but essentially, you know, my, I, I, I am now firmly established in a suburban lifestyle. Now, maybe it's kind of an awkward subver- sub, uh, uh, suburban lifestyle because it's not like, you know, uh, a family with a, you know, a, 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 a minivan or whatever. Not everybody but, in the suburbs has two and a half kids and a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, I, I I have a town now, which is very different from being in the city. I'm going back to New York City, by the way, in a couple of weeks, and so it'll be interesting to see what the you know what what my uh, feeling on that is. But um, you know, I ask people like people who are from the city keep saying it's back, and then I keep on responding, "Oh yeah, what about this place? What about that place?" And then they're like, "It's closed. It's closed." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." It's not back, <laughs> but you know, um, I, I think what they mean. I'm not sure exactly what they mean when they say it's back, other than you know, not as bad as it was. But um, yeah, I mean, everything I, is relative, right? But what I'm saying is, we're not like New Hampshire's been like when I moved here in February, it was almost normal, and now it's like completely normal. So, so you you mentioned a few minutes ago uh, some some previous projects and goals. And so I'm, I'm going to take you to task on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so I know, uh, when you announced your, your six week sabbatical, um, you, you talked about a few things that you wanted to work on some that you called out by name and some that you, you referred to in more generalities. So the first one I'm going to ask about is uh, subjective tagging. Did that ever happen? Right. So I wrote a doc. Uh, yeah, no, like that, that was, I remember like reviewing everything at the end of that, and I got about half the stuff done. And well, I had let's a really long let's list. take a second and, and, so, and give us the the quick spiel on what it actually was for those who haven't listened Aaron, to episode. This was like 32. two and a half years ago <laughs> that I was working on this, so it's hard for me to remember. But actually, it's still a problem that I am interested in, and I might get to solve, which is 
how how do you think about um, tagging content when you know it's going to be subjective? So, for example, uh, in Foursquare, if you have a venue that has outdoor seating, I would consider that an objective tag. Either it's true or it's not. Now, people might give you conflicting information. Like somebody might say, yes, there's outdoor seating. Somebody else might say no. But I'm just confident in saying, hey, it's either one or the other and somebody is mistaken or whatever. They're, 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 the, 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 the tag I got from them is wrong for whatever reason. And so you come up with a probability. Um, a subjective tag is something more like, you know, does... Would Aaron, would you consider this place to have outdoor seating? But outdoor seating doesn't make sense because that's, that's sort is, of subjective. So I'm, I'm is this to a good place for a first date? Right, exactly. Is this a good place for a first date? Now, mm, that one you might want to consider more objective because it's it, there might not be too too many differences. But yes, now you know what? You might want to consider subjective, right? Would... Yes. Would you consider this a good place for a first date? And then the calculation is not, um, is this objectively a good place for a first date? The calculation is, um, given this person, uh, do I think they would say that this is uh, good for a first date? So that's the idea of a subjective tag. It's now, um, it's now infinitely more complex because um, it, it's now tied to a person. But I also feel like this kind of problem is, you know, key to, uh, you know, a lot of flagging and tagging online, which, um, you know, certainly a hot a, topic issue uh, today, at least as much as it was back in 2018. Yes, 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 for sure. Um, so I ended up like looking into it. I ended up writing a doc on it. Um, and when you say a doc, is this like a white paper or something a, a, a little more, more informal than that? A little then? more informal than that. Yeah. So I had six weeks, you know, and you think six weeks is a lot, but when you're, when you're trying to do all these things like, um, uh, reading a ton of books and doing the, the, the website and, you know, it was a, I, I read all these like, uh, blockchain books and, and white papers, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so, um, it's, it's good yeah. to be, uh, be ambitious. And, yeah, yeah. and if you, uh. If you set a lot of goals and don't hit all of them, at least you still hit some. Right. But yeah, so then I ended up not getting into a lot of this stuff in, in 2019, 2020, 2021, just because of all the stuff that was going on um, in the world and in my life. Um, so again, it, it's, it's, um, uh, it, it, th that's definitely something that I could pick up and it's definitely something that could be part of you know, the larger projects that I pursue. I would say that. So the, the other thing that I, th I think you mentioned uh, during the sabbatical episode, I don't know if you call it up by name, so uh, New Map AI, if, if, yes. if we can't say that publicly, we can. uh, we'll, we'll bleep that out in post. Uh, but, no, we can. Uh, so so I, I, I know we've talked a little bit about this recently, so this, this seems like it's definitely on your radar as, as one of your uh, goals for future development. Right. So when I said I'm going to have a kind of a, a, a research project that... Um, Every project I do is going to go help improve. That's it, newmap.ai. And I actually did a project with that, with um, uh, the um, NYU. Uh, th there's a course at NYU, uh, Infotech Projects. It's actually one of the courses you have to take for the program I was in uh, for my NYU master's um, degree, where I took six classes at the computer science department. 
six classes in the business school in this one class. And you're essentially uh, set up with a company or a person, and, and it's like you're the client and you build stuff with them. So I actually did stuff with uh, a, a small NYU team on that. And, you know, we did a little research on how you could kind of connect um, coding and like database querying with, with Slack. So it's basically like you're, you're almost doing it in public and it's sort of saved as a, um, it's sort of saved as a, uh, uh, as, as a chat log, which is really cool. And so, yes, I'm going to expand on that. Now that was in 2019. That was when, um, that luminary job was driving me crazy. And I basically was just, I, I, I was like, I felt like I was dizzy every day. So, um, I barely got through that, but I got through that. They produced some good work. And then I even built on their work a little bit and kind of not so much built on it, but more like archived it properly um, before collapsing. <laughs> and then, um, and then, so it's, it's ready to be picked up on again, but it's, uh, but I, I never got to it again because then, um, then Foursquare started and I got into that. And then just as I was ready to um, pick it up again, uh, the pandemic started and that really knocked me off and then a bunch of other things not being, so it, 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 yeah. Um, but now I'm definitely starting to pick it up a lot more again. And now without this, uh, full-time job in the way, uh, maybe I'll be able to pick it up even further, but it's really, it's, it's kind of, my approach is very much the opposite as to what the startup approach or tech approach is, which is just do the simple thing and get it working. Uh, because, you know, that's, that's how, that's how you get things done. Whereas this, I'm, I'm just trying to take the long view and be like, I'm going to be doing this for years and years and years, and I'm going to try to build it right from the ground up. So that's very, sort of very deliberate approach. Yeah. Uh, do, do you foresee any, any, uh, quantifiable short to medium term, you know, milestones for that? Um, that that you're working towards, or or is it still a little bit amorphous for for the path that's going to take? Right. So that's a that's a good question. I think so. The way I describe it is kind of like um, it's a it's a new kind of database. The um, at first, but the uh, the innovation is not like how it stores. Like a lot of people say, oh, the, the database is faster or it's easier to query. It's not really about that. It's more a difference in how the data is organized. Because right now you have sort of relational databases. Those are very old or NoSQL or whatever. So I'm going to organize the data with a very strong and deliberate type system, almost like uh, a programming language. And I think you could almost store code in the database as as code. Like each step is a... Um, is an entry in the database. And I feel like, you know... Um, a lot of these systems that work, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot harder. It's very hard to deploy code, but it's very easy to change something in the database. And so I am, I'm, I'm looking at, at that, and I'm also looking at uh, the idea that because the, it's going to have such a strong metadata system, it's going to be very good at, A, connecting uh, data between people, very good at versioning the data, very good at having like collaborations between like, you know, where does this data come from? Who's allowed to add to my collection and all that. And then also very good at like suggesting here are statistical models you can run on, on various things. And then essentially it's going to learn over time. It's going to learn, uh, it, 
I, okay, the, the long-term goal is to make it kind of like the uh, kind of like the uh, the personal assistant that um, Alexa and Siri, who's going to talk to me now, uh, has uh, has has never done. That actually understands the world in a deeper way. And the long run is uh, the long run is uh, kind of uh, cracking general AI. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's leave it at that because yeah. I'm sure we could have. Uh, one or, or a series of episodes going in, in depth on an explainer Look, on that, but uh, well, leave, leave it as a, as, a, yeah. as a teaser there. I'm not saying that I'm the one to crack general AI. I'm just saying like, it seems like a fun problem. Why not do it? <laughs> so uh, are, are there any other, uh, any other projects uh, kind of in parallel to that? Um, any, any smaller or shorter term things that, that you have uh, lined up that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So I have one academic paper that I was that working on, and I should have done. I, I was trying to do that um, during my, my uh, Foursquare employment, which for some reason I was unable to like sit down and focus on it. But then now all of a sudden I've been gone for three days and I'm able to focus on it again. Um, but um, it's a machine learning paper on how to properly run a Bayesian model when the data has been subsampled in an uneven way. So in other words, I'm only, I, I, I want you to learn something and I'm giving you the, the data and the examples that you need to learn it, but I've told you that I've removed part of it. And so you have to kind of take into account that that stuff, so what you should do is take into account that stuff has been removed and do the best you can uh, given the stuff you have and fill in the blanks. And so I'm basically, uh, uh, formalizing the mathematics needed to do that. And we actually did that to solve a problem in Foursquare in, uh, in causality in, in, when we were trying to figure out, you know, whether ads were causing people to, uh, to go to places. So it actually has real-world application, but I'm giving kind of a more general solution uh, where it's like, you know, you could have any sampling function, almost any sampling function, and uh, this is how you adjust your equations to make it all work. Turns out it's actually not that simple. You, you know, it's, um, uh, it's, it, it's not just like, oh, you, you multiply by a certain factor at the end or something. No, you, you actually have to, the, the, the factors that changed are actually embedded deep in the equations, but um, you can write it out and it's actually turns out it's, um, if you use a Bayesian framework, everything becomes exactly clear on what to do. And so I've kind of outlined that all out. Now, you're not going to understand the paper if you don't know, um, Bayesian inference, if you don't know, like, you know, uh, a calculus and things like that. So it's not really going to be for a general audience, um, but you should be able to understand it. So, uh, look, uh, but uh, but that's going to come out. And maybe, you know, a lot of this, I can uh, do more of this stuff. Maybe I can do a... Uh, I can do a, like a, a video about it up on the whiteboard, um, but I'm thinking about doing like some simpler stuff on the whiteboard that sure. maybe like you know so a high schooler can understand. Work work our way up to it. Yeah, exactly. Now, is is that a, a solo paper? Will you be the the sole author on that? Yeah, I mean, I I invited other people to help me, but uh, people are busy. <laughs> so and and where where do you expect that this will be be released or published when when it is completed? I'll publish it in an archive, and I'll also put it on the website. Cool and. I assume this this is not your first paper. You have at least one or two others under your belt, correct? Well, I have a bunch others. If you go to scholar.google.com and search my name, you can see a bunch of my papers. So none of them are like technically 
uh, peer reviewed, except for like, so there are the papers that I submitted to the Rexis conference, which are kind of connected with the poster. So those are like two or three paper pages describing some of the stuff we built at Foursquare. And, and for those who, who haven't listened or to the previous system. episode, yeah, Rexis is, is the recommendation uh, system conference. Yeah. Interestingly, I have not been there since 2016, which is since this podcast started. But I used to go there. I went three times. I went to once in Dublin in 2012, in Silicon Valley in 2014, and uh, here in Boston at, at MIT in, in 2016. And um, I'll go probably again if it's in the U.S. Uh, or no, I'll go if it's in person. Uh, mm. it, I, they're virtual. If they do another virtual one, you know, forget it. Sorry. But... Um, I, I think that, so anyway, I have some papers associated with that. So that actually had a bar to cross. It's not a very high bar because they're like, we know you're busy and working. So uh, uh, we'll get it. And then I have uh, the one on the Dirish Lay distribution that's out there that, again, I just put on archive. Um, I, I I tried to submit it to a, a conference, but then they like gave me like stupid reasons why they wouldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, it's not worth my time. And uh, and then there are a few others where I am cited as an author on the paper, but really I was the guy at Foursquare who um, got there, who like handled their partnership and made sure that they were getting the data they needed to do the study. So they put my name on the paper, but I didn't really um, write any of it. But it was. But I, I appreciate the uh, the the call out there. Now, in in the uh, the world of, of machine learning and 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 uh, and software, uh, are are peer reviewed papers kind of the the, the common standard, or is or it, I I don't know how much that differs from you know medicine and and like the biological sciences and, and some of the more more classical hard sciences. Uh, so where that's a big deal. I feel like if you work for a company. Um, deploying these things, nobody cares. Uh, if you want to do academic research, then people do care, but to different degrees. And I actually am not really so certain um, about to what degree. Um, all I care about is actually coming up with the right solutions that, that work and um, that are simple enough to make sense. And so... Uh, yeah, I, that's as and far I, as I can go to answering that. I, I know in academia, a, a, a big deal is how often your papers have been cited by other papers. Yeah. Is, is that something that you, you watch for? I do. I do, actually. And some of them have been cited. I don't know if it's quite a bit, but some of them have been cited like um, 20, 30 times. But then I look at these other papers and I'm like, well, you know, what's their... I, first of all, why did they cite me? <laughs> and, and what's their deal? And then we have a couple of Foursquare patents that are out there. And actually, the, the paper I'm working on right now um, is going to reference the latest Foursquare patent. So I have those in my name as well. I read my patents. They come in the mail. Um, and I talk to, the, I, I talk to some lawyers um, when, when I was working there. And then I read what they wrote. And I'm like, oh, look, this is what I invented. I have no idea what this is talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what I invented. It makes no sense to me. But that's, uh, well, and, that's what it looks like. I would assume that, that even though your name is on on those as, as an inventor or a co-inventor that, that you don't actually have any, any ownership over them, that th those no. are Foursquare property. No, no, no. I, those, those are Foursquare property. Uh, 
I signed them over to Foursquare completely, but it's nice to have your name on it. Oh yeah, the, as the, the recognition is, yeah. is is not nothing. Yeah. Also, so, like I don't I don't really want them. They're not really the kind of things that uh, you know that like I wouldn't. A, a patent is like a um, it it's it's sort of a legal fiction that is like a, a, a piece of property that you have for a particular purpose. I have no purpose for these patents. Right. You're, so, you're, you're not looking to, to monetize that, uh, yeah. that, that method or technique in a way that you need to defend it from, from other users at right. this point. I mean, I, I feel like the Foursquare's reason for having it is mostly uh, defensive. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have, I have no need for it. So, so we talked about the, uh, the, the internal doc that you did on subjective tagging a while, uh, on your on your previous yeah. and by the way I have not um, I haven't looked at that since then um, I did look recently at newmap.ai and I was like okay let's see what I wrote on it before so I opened up my document from 2019 and I was like holy crap I wrote 30 pages um, <laughs> like I can't get through this I'm like wow okay so I have a lot of reading to get through and I have a, a big a lot of stuff to live up to as well. Cause, uh, sometimes you look at yourself in the past and you're like, ah, oh, man, I was like really smart back then. I don't know. I don't know if I could still do it. So we, we've, we've got new map AI, which is, is your, your big long-term project. We've yeah. got, uh, this, this academic paper you're, you're, you're working on, mm-hmm. on squaring away. Any, any other, uh, any other projects you want to talk about before no. I, I, I move on to the, the other big questions here? No, no. Other than, you know, I'm open to, um, uh, taking projects um, on, but it, it has to be something that is like, like really interesting. So, no, so I have nothing to announce right now, but I probably will uh, in the near future. Cool. Uh, so, so we already talked about, you know, new, new content for the podcast and beyond uh, and, yeah. and, and some potential opportunities there. Um, and, and this next question you've kind of alluded to, uh, but, but I'm going to ask it outright. And you know, what, what are your plans for, for work and or your career going forward? So I have no idea. Um, my career has been, I mean, look, I feel like I found success in other ways than what you're supposed to. So like a lot of times in an engineering career, software engineering, like there are different levels, right? And then you level up from like software engineer to senior software to staff software to I suck at those levels. I can <laughs> like, you know, I feel like I've only been moved up begrudgingly after like some arm twisting. And um and and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not good at this. On the other hand, um I did a bunch of work and then the founder of the company was like, you know, I like what you're doing. I want you to be on my private team. And then secondly, uh, when I was working on the ad product attribution, I did a bunch of work that I felt was largely, you know, I, I was kind of fought on it quite a bit and I pushed for it anyway. Um, and then eventually, you know, the, the CEO came to me a couple of years later. He said, you know, thank you for building this attribution product because that helped us do our $150 million uh, merger deal with placed. So, I mean, I feel like those two facts show that I'm actually good at what I do. I'm just not very good at moving up in the in engineering organizations. So why should I play that game? So I have no idea where my career is going other than 
you know, I, or I, I'm just, I'm done with that game, I guess. I mean, the, the next phase is to just build what I want to see in the world. Let That's you, it. That's what I'm going to focus on. Let, let me rephrase that question in a, yeah. in a little different way. Um, so I, I, are you familiar with the FIRE movement? Not at all. Okay. So, so, so it's an acronym. It's, it's financial independence, retire early. Okay. Are you retiring? Is this, you, 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 cause, cause you know, you, no. you've, 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 you've built your stability. Are you, are you walking away from, from, from the workforce? And yeah. So it sounds like the answer is no. Even if, even if it means for a while, you're going to be doing some, some independent stuff. Uh, you're, you're not, not opposed to, uh, to, to returning to, yeah. to, to working on, on large projects with, with large teams at some point in the future. Right, right, but it would have to be the really right conditions. But I'm not uh, retired. First of all, I'm 37 years old. Um, I'm not retired. I think you said this to me. Like I didn't like the idea of just not working. It's like you're, you know, you're an adult. You get up, you go to work. Now, <laughs> get up is one thing. I don't really get up that early, but um, go go to work is another thing. And um, well, you never know. I mean, you 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 move from from uh, living in Manhattan uh, up to yeah. New Hampshire. Uh, it may, maybe maybe you're just going whole hog, and you've uh, you know decided you're going to move to a cabin in the woods with no internet. <laughs> well. And- you never know. Maybe the next two and a half year cycle—that's gonna—that's gonna be what happens. But not yet. No, 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 not yet. I think that. Um, I I think that. Uh, I'm just gonna try to do it my way now, and uh, and that's it. I, I mean, I don't know what else. To, <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to say. Well, kind kind of uh, analogous to that, but uh, uh, so the, I think the last question I've got on here is. Uh, any any major lifestyle changes you foresee, you know, coming with with this? I mean, you you've had the big lifestyle change, like I, like I just said, moving from from New York up to New Hampshire. You talked about, you know, instead of being in a city, being in a town, and yeah. and how that's that's changed a, a, a lot of things in your daily life. Um, do do you foresee a major change in in how you're living your life uh, now that you're not in technically in the rat race anymore? Yeah. So, I mean, I've checked out of the rat race a while ago. But now that I'm not technically employed, there's a little bit more of a fire to be like, okay, you better, um, you know, you better produce something. And one of the things that I took away from the sabbatical was that when left to my own devices, I eventually get going <laughs> and start doing things. So I was like, okay, there's a good chance that I don't, you know, just, um, you know, say I'm going to do something. And then now, yes, there'll be projects that I say I'm going to do that kind of get put to the wayside because I get something else. Uh, but um, I'm not going to end up just being uh, totally lazy and do nothing when left to my own devices. At least I hope not. I mean, maybe that's evidence that I won't. But um, uh, so, so so that's the hope to actually. Um, but it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be kind of more on my own time. I do need a little bit more structure. One of the problems with the um, with a, the the pandemic work from home thing is there's just not enough structure. I miss a ton of meetings because like I don't see everyone getting up and going to the meeting, and then I um, and then it turns out those meetings are horrible anyway. I mean, okay, I'll tell you one thing that I wrote in my exit interview, which I feel bad. I, I kind of let drop some bombs on my uh, my exit survey, and I don't want to get into all of them. But one of them I wrote was like. Um, and, and yeah, uh, forgive me. We're not usually very this crass on the local maximum, but I believe I said that the engineering meetings are boring as shit and make me want to vomit. And it's totally true. <laughs> do I, and then I, so I started like now that I'm two days out of it, I started thinking: Do engineering meetings have to be boring? Do they have to be boring? 
So I thought about that, you know, because the, they might say, well, well, what do you expect, blah, blah, blah. No, they don't have to be boring. I've been in plenty of situations where the engineering meetings aren't boring. Why do managers and people who lead meetings choose to make it boring? Or, or do they not, maybe they just are, are, are wiped out themselves. Maybe it's kind of a sign that um, a morale is kind of low and the people running these meetings have checked out. Um, so uh, I, I, um, I, I don't know where I was going with that other than that was like, um, that, that was... Well, you, you're saying you, you, you're going to need to have, have some way of, of creating structure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even, even oh, outside oh, yeah. of workforce. So but I got but an, the, I, that had fallen apart long before. Right, right. So, so like I, I started checking out at the meetings. Um, and so that's another topic that I think we need to get into at some point, which is these, so that was just a point I wanted to make. The meetings don't have to be boring. But uh, it's good to have some structure where you go somewhere on a schedule, uh, even though even if it's not five days a week. You know, it could be like, hey, Mondays I go here, Tuesdays I go here. Um, and, and do, you know, just so that there's a little bit of a, of a structure to like get things done because otherwise you can end up wasting a lot of time and not realizing it. Fair enough. Um, I tend to get off on tangents and then <laughs> end up at a dead end and be like, I don't know where I am. So, uh, that so, could be, so where do we go from here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, a big change, uh, exciting opportunities in the future. Uh, but, but the uh, exact path to get there is, is, uh, not necessarily crystal clear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but, but the true. local maximum is not going anywhere. Uh, well, it's going lots of places, but it's not disappearing. Yeah. I, we've been doing this for four years. It's kind of crazy. It's changed quite a lot. And, um, yeah, there, there are precious few things, uh, that I can say I've done for that long. Uh, yeah. Regularly. No, no, no. I know you, you've done <laughs> a bunch of things for, yeah. First of all, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of things you've done for longer than four years. <laughs> well, well, you don't like sell it, yourself though. short. Uh, I can, I can list lots of things. Um, I can list family stuff. You've been a father for more than four years. You've been married for more than four years. You've been skiing for what? A million years. Yeah. It's so, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> 60 years. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, no, no, that, that is a long time for this kind of project. It's a long time for, um, for, think about it. It's longer than, than, than we're in high school. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's a bachelor's degree. Yeah, in, exactly. In so, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, I see no reason to, to end now. Um, I see, I feel like, well, if I wanted to start another podcast, like that, that's a, a particular theme, I might do it on top of this one and that might be where the additional ones come from. And so I would only, I, the only way I could see like, like, uh, um, ending the local maximum is if we had some other podcasts going and, you know, then we decided to phase one out and do the other one, but it would, it would essentially be very similar, but you know, I love doing this kind of stuff you know, from being doing radio in college all the way up to now. It's just, uh, it's a lot of fun and it helps me work through issues. And to some people, it is actually entertaining to listen to us. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I kind of like that idea of putting it out there. People, People who are apparently real humans and and uh, and sometimes talk to us on the local. So again, yeah, uh, maximum.locals.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I, I, I and I really appreciate that. By the way, it's like yes, there are people who are interested in the same stuff that we're interested in. I feel like we present it, we try to present it in in 
uh, a, a way that's uh, that's engaging. Again, try to not be boring, uh, but uh, <laughs> try to learn something. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, no. Here's to another uh, local maximum 2022. I don't know where we're going from here, but it'll be fascinating. Well, um, unless- it would be very tough to do it without you, by the way. So thank you. <laughs> I think you know. I know. I know you probably see that I do episodes and guests, but it's just like um, <laughs> it would be really hard to do all solos and guests uh, because it's kind of um, it's. I'm either talking to myself or I'm talking to someone for which there's no like follow up. So it's uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, much appreciated, Aaron. Well, it's uh, it's always fun to come up here and talk, and sometimes we turn on the cameras and the microphones for it. So, yeah, uh, I, that's that's all I've got for this episode. Uh, I, I don't know if there was any any last words, any last thoughts you wanted to get in. No, I think I'll listen to this, and then if there's anything else I want to add, I'll just do a solo show later and add it in. Excellent. Uh, well, so yeah, it's it's uh, the. The capstone on uh, on a decade plus at, at Foursquare. Uh, yes, uh, and and uh, and the two and a half year period. Yeah, but but uh, I think it's going to be the the start to some uh, some new and exciting projects and opportunities. So, yep, looking forward to seeing that all develop. All right, yeah, thank you very much, and uh, for those of you out there, uh, thanks for listening. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. To support the local maximum. Sign up for exclusive content and our online community at Maximum.Locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at LocalMaxRadio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to LocalMaxRadio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.